0: Hammer Down Show rolls on on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7TheHammer.com. You can always tell your Alexa devices to play 101.7 The Hammer. Over to the Hammerhead Hotline we go from the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Mike Carman is on with us. But it's always good to hear from you. Um, I-, I wanted to start out with uh, the spring game from Saturday. Uh, maybe not the best weather conditions in the world, but they they still play this thing. Defense comes away with the victory um, you know, it's this whole modified format. I know they were using, you know, walk-on quarterbacks in the secondary at one point here. So, Mike, what can I take away from that spring game? What are some of the positives? What are some of the things you saw?
1: Well, it, it's hard to, to pass really any true judgments on, on a spring game when you're playing against yourself and you've been playing against yourself for, you know, five weeks. Uh, so there's not really... Huge takeaways. I, you know, there's some things that you look at that, if they continue to develop and move in the right direction, there are some players on that team that are newcomers, transfers that uh, are probably going to have an opportunity to help Purdue uh, this fall. You know, namely Tyron Tracy, the transfer from Iowa at the receiver spot. Now he was probably the the MVP of the spring, which means absolutely nothing, uh, but you know if you can get uh, your other receivers back with Brock Thompson and TJ Sheffield Sean rice uh, and even Milton Wright, then you've got a pretty good um, pretty good line of receivers there you don't have the standout receiver like you had with David Bell and Rondell Moore, but I think you got a solid group and you throw uh, Dion Burks in there who uh, you know, Made a couple plays in the bowl game last year, but we'll probably take on a bigger role this year. So hey, you're looking probably at more individuals and your groups uh, from the spring game. And there, you know, there were some guys that, that flashed and made some plays. And, uh, but we'll see how that turns out once they get into, you know, their fall practices. And then obviously you get into, into game competition later in the fall.
0: Was there anybody defensively that you thought stood out for you? You brought up Tracy on offense. Uh, how about somebody on the other side of the ball? Well,
1: I, th- I think an interesting guy to follow, and whether how much playing time he'll get in the fall remains to be seen. Uh, Antonio Stevens is probably a not a, not a guy on a lot of people's radar. He, he, he suffered a pretty bad injury, oh, a couple years ago against Nebraska, I think, in the COVID year, uh, and he didn't play last year. Um, but you know he made a couple plays Saturday and had you know made some plays at least in the open practices that we were able to see. But he's probably looking at a backup role because you have Cam Allen, you got Marvin Grant, uh, you, you've got some other guys there at the safety position that um, are probably going to be ahead of him a little bit. But uh, you know Jeff revealed Saturday that Sanusi Kane, who is a who is a safety, may not be ready for fall practice because he had hip surgery last week so that could move Antonio but he just he's more of an interesting story than anything else but you know he made a couple plays Saturday had interception and a fumble recovery so you know we'll we'll see where where he ends up probably more on special teams and in the secondary but that's a guy to just kind of watch and keep an eye on as they get into uh, camp later later this year
0: we're talking with Mike Carmen here on our Hammerhead Hotline from the uh, Journal and Courier. Uh, you know, with no Brad Lambert anymore uh, calling out that defense, I, I know we had the co-defensive coordinators and, you know, two still kind of remain here. Um, but did you notice anything different in the defense throughout the uh, spring or maybe in the spring game? Any kind of signs that you know, perhaps uh, you know, Ron English has maybe tweaked a few things here or there? does it seem like uh, it's, it's basically what we saw last year?
1: I don't think it's anything noticeable right now but, you know, Ron's gonna put his own style on it and his own you know, how he calls the game is going to be different than Brad, but I think the overall uh structure of the defense and what Jeff Brom wants them to do is not gonna change. You know, they're gonna be aggressive, they're gonna they're gonna to try to, you know, create plays, they're gonna to try to create turnovers, they're gonna to try to have guys be playmakers and you know, I think when they have their everybody back that's, that's scheduled to be back from a health standpoint, I, I do think they have a handful of playmakers on that team that can continue to, to stand out, you know, one being Jalen Graham, the other one, Corey Trice, uh, at, at cornerback. Um, but, you know, defensively, uh, you know, I would look for more bodies up front on the defensive line. You know, Mark Hagan has wanted to put together three groups to rotate in. Uh, and you know, and have a lot of depth there, so guys are fresh as you get deeper into the second half. And um, so, I, I don't think much is going to change. Uh, but it, it's similar to me; it's similar to the rest of the team, where you don't have that star player like George Karlaptis. You've got uh, a good group of players, but you don't have that standout, which I don't think is a negative, because you're not going to have much drop off when you go from first to second. Uh, to third team, but uh, you know I, they've uh, they've gotten more depth on the defense, and I think that's going to help them as they get into the next season.
0: Talking with Mike Carman here from the Journal and Courier here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Um, I-, I wanted to jump a little bit to uh, basketball now that uh, everybody has kind of calmed themselves a little bit after the uh, exit from the tournament. Uh, one of the big stories over the last week, Mike, has been uh, Eric Hunter Jr. and that announcement. I know there have been rumors that he would maybe possibly come back to Purdue. Um, Then he has the announcement here, and I just, what's the real possibility that he comes back? Because I feel like this could be contingent on who Matt Painter gets out of the portal, but uh, Eric Hunter Jr., is there a chance, what would you put it out of him being in a Purdue uniform next year?
1: Well, um, you know, last year, uh, before the season ever started, there was no chance because he had said that he was not coming back. Now, the, the one thing that has changed uh, in, in this situation is that Isaiah Thompson has left, so they have freed up a scholarship. Uh, I, you know, and I saw his tweet, but the one thing that he doesn't specify is, you know, whether he would. Is, you know when he says he has college eligibility left is that at purdue or is that somewhere else uh so i mean there's there's some some questions that need to be answered about that would he want to come back does purdue want him to come back um you know if purdue gets nigel pack uh i think they're very you know happy with that selection and then you know do you do you want to add that if if eric hunter wants to do it um you know it's hard to you know with social media being the main source of information nowadays, it's hard to read between the lines with a lot of things. But, um, you know, when this season started, the seniors were not coming back. They'd made that clear because Matt Painter had to go out and fill recruiting classes and he needed to know how many scholarships he was going to have. But things do t- change, situations change. And, um, yes, you know, like most people, kind of curious to see how this how this plays out now and, you know, what does does it mean anything for Purdue or does it mean something for another school uh, maybe down the road?
0: It's all very interesting stuff. And then of course the transfer portal doesn't stop there. I know it's been affecting uh, Purdue women's basketball as well. I thought you know, Katie Gerald's in the time they gave her to uh, get this thing fully prepared for the season. Um, I, I like the direction that she's got things going in here, but it's hard to build on a program when some of your better players continually head into the portal. And I know, uh she I mean when you got a girl that's dropping triple doubles and heads in the portal, that's not exactly uh a way to build your program, but uh talk a little bit about uh what you expect out of uh, Coach Gerald's and uh the women's program going forward now.
1: Well, um I do know there's probably uh a little bit of conversation going on with Janae Terry. Uh, I, there might be a chance she she comes out of the portal. Uh, it doesn't stay there, but I think there's still some, a lot of things that have to happen on that end first. Uh, but you know, anytime you bring in a new coach, uh, you're going to have change. You had change even before the transfer portal, but now that change is, you know, it's a lot more open and, you know, players are more, you know, they have more freedom to, to get in there and, and, you know, see kind of where they fit and who, you know, who, who would like to have them. So, Uh, It's not really a surprise that they've lost some players to the portal because nothing, you know, Katie didn't recruit these players. You know, these are these are left over from from Sharon's tenure. So, uh, you know, her style may not fit with some of the players that that are in the portal. Uh, You know, but by the by the time all this dust settles and you know they they have an idea, I think I think she'll have a good enough team. Uh, I think they'll probably take a step forward next year. How big of a step will depend on the development of some players and and what she can do in the portal, too. You know, she's – portal works both ways. You know, players go in it, but there's also players for, like, you know, Gerald's and other programs to go get. I know they're working, trying to, to fill a couple holes that they didn't think that they would have. And, you know, we'll just see how that plays out here over the next few weeks.
0: Mike Carmen, of Lafayette, Journal and Courier. He and Sam do such a great job over there, too, covering local sports. And we're always blessed to have him on this program, giving us some good info. And, Mike, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, Enjoy the week, and we'll get you back on again soon.
1: All righty. Well, thank you.
0: Take care, bud. All right, we're going to take another break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get you more Hammer Down show when we return on 1017 The Hammer, 1017.